Hi, guys, and happy Sunday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So pretty much tomorrow is Valentine's Day for those who celebrate that happy Valentine's Day. And also today is Super Bowl Sunday. We have the LA Rams going against the Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Kickoff time starts at 630 and also the halftime show. This lineup for all you hip hop heads. This is the one for you. It has a little bit of hip hop and a touch of R&B. We got Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop, and of course, and without further ado, we got Kill Kenny, Kendrick Lamar. So you guys tune in tonight for that. Hopefully, whatever team you guys voted for or betted against or whatever wins and tune into that halftime show. Cause I tune into that halftime show because it's gonna hopefully be spectacular. But I'm tuning in to see Mr. Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Kill Kenny. What is he going to do? That's what I'm tuning in for. And maybe a little bit of Snoop if he if he if he does my favorite track from him. But you never know. But anyway, definitely tune in. Super Bowl kickoff tonight. Don't be late. Versus. Versus is all, ugh, sorry, getting my, getting my words in. Versus is also this week, so for all you lovers, after the fact of it being Valentine's Day, tune in this Tuesday. Music Soul Child be going against or going up with Mr. Anthony Hamilton, and he puts on a good show. I will say that you will not be disappointed if you see Anthony Hamilton in concert, just like he sounds. On his songs or records, he sounds just like that. So you won't be disappointed. So tune in to Versus this coming Tuesday. Okay. Um, As far as what's going on so far, pretty much, you probably already know. Uh, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. What more can I say? He pretty much is not... He pretty much has made a couple of enemies where I say he's made mostly enemies and he's just firing off at attacks and just going on social media and just doing and just doing and just doing. We can't even say if he's doing the most, a lot or too much. But I will say this. I just think whoever is surrounding him, record company, friends, associates, If something goes down, then y'all should be held accountable too. Obviously, this man is hurting more far than needed. And his tactics and the way that he's going is not helpful. It's not helpful. It's it's not helpful. It's hindering for him and it's hindering for for others. Especially, especially, especially with what's going on. It's one thing. It's one thing when... It's, it's 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 one thing versus another, but I also don't like this either. We all have issues and stuff and complications and things in our everyday life that do go on, but it does not give us right to be an ass. It just don't. I'm sorry. Some people may agree with me. Some people may not, and I don't care. It does not give you license to be an ass. It just don't. So whoever is surrounding him and is with him when he does all this, y'all need to be held accountable too. Because first and foremost, y'all need to get this man the help that he needs and whatever he seeks in that. Honestly, 
honestly, we're not even sure what what the triggers, what the issue can standpoint. But from what he says, he definitely is missing his mom. He definitely does not deal with death too good, like most of us don't. You lose someone, you're not going to handle it in the best frame. I don't give a damn who you are. You're gonna hurt. It's going to hurt you for the rest of your life, period. Simple, simple the hell is that. And for people leaving you, you can say abandoned. But at the same time, also before that abandon happens, you have to do everything in your power to make sure that leave is for the best and not for the worst. So he has a lot of things that he needs to iron out. And social media is not the platform or the forum to do it. He needs behind he needs to be behind closed doors and talking to someone about these things and other things that he needs help for. So he needs more than treatment, more than medication, more than anything. So whoever is surrounding this man and seeing him go off the rails, off the turnpike, off, off the cliff, stop him before it gets too late. Because I'm not going to say he's not in his clear mind. He's not in his clear cipher. He's not in clear anything. If something goes down or something go left, whoever is surrounding him. Y'all need to be accountable too. Stop it. Cut it out. Just cut it out. Just saying. Cut it out. Simple as that. <clears throat> yes. So, yeah. So, definitely. Any, in, in T way, let's move on. Um, let me see. I don't think I have anything else I need to cover. No? No? If I'm not sure, I'll probably do it the next episode. Hopefully, it may not come back to me. It may come to me. So, y'all just remind me. But I'll probably remember. So. Yeah, I know. Brief pause, right? <laughs> just getting myself together. Hold on. Just hold on. Ooh, excuse me. All right. So, on today's wouldn't say today's episode i found like a, i found like a sitcom obviously so what i've been putting together has been a long time coming and i'm excited i'm enthusiastic i'm so happy to share this with you guys because this is going to be something this is something that i'm turning into a book okay and this happened some ways back I was into the library, of course, and at school at the time, college, all that good stuff. That's a long chapter ago. Not too long because I ain't that old, so don't even try it. So <laughs> I picked up a book based on sitcoms and I was combing through the sitcoms and just reading through it. And I mean, I'm literally sitting there reading the page verbatimly, word for word for word of, you could say, of a a lot of sitcoms, basically ba basic American sitcoms. And I and it kind of flashed in my head when I came across a certain sitcom. And I was like, wow, they don't really have something for black sitcoms. And for you guys who don't understand, who are not aware that black sitcoms have come and gone, but they have been around for a long time. And we really don't know, as I like to put it, we really don't know the Ichu Hollywood story on these sitcoms. We don't know when they started, but we know how long they've been going on. And 
of course, the actors and actresses that acted in these sitcoms, you really don't hear too much from or you really don't get to hear their side of the story until it's like years later or after they after they're dead and gone and all that good stuff. So for me, based on me wanting to see us in a I wouldn't say us in a better light, but for me to. But for me to just be able to pick up a book and read it about sitcoms, about black sitcoms, that's pretty much in the direction and the route that I want to take. So, this is going to be a four-parter. Just saying. This is going to be a four-parter, but I definitely am putting it out there that I'm in production. That's right. In production on writing a book about black sitcoms. There. I said it. I'm not going to put a date or a time frame on it, but I will keep you guys abreast on what I'm doing so far. So, so far I have a rough draft of the sitcoms, of these sitcoms I'm doing, of these sitcoms and the years I'm doing it. So, so imagine this, I'm doing black sitcoms that started in the 1950s. Get me wrong now, don't get me wrong. From 1950, okay, until 2022. Okay, that's about six years, 60, I'm sorry, hold on. That's about 60 decades of fashion. Understand? From 1950, because we're out of 1950, because you got, yeah, that's almost six, that's almost six, six decades of television, if you ask me. And that's 60, that's 60 years of black sitcoms. Can you believe that? From now up until here. But let me make sure I get my time frame right. Because I may I may say the years a little bit differently. But I think I'm hitting the nail on the hitting the nail on the coffin, if I speak correctly. So, okay. Let's just jump into it for a while. Okay. Black sitcoms. What is that? Not sitcoms, but sitcom. When you think of black. When you think of black, what does that, what does that, what is that? Yeah, it's a color. Yeah, we know. But when you put black sitcom together, what do you think? Pretty much is a sitcom that pretty makes, that pretty much is a predominantly black or almost black cast of actors or actresses, whether we, whether they're unknown known well known or undiscovered they're all on this sitcom they're all on this they're pretty much on this sitcom and i'll give you the i'll give you the uh terminal meaning of it just to make sure we're all on the same page here excuse me let me get my words together here hello (laughs) okay Black sitcoms, pretty much, is a sitcom in American culture that mainly features an an African-American cast. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It, all those sitcoms with primarily, primar- primarily black char- ugh, characters have been present since the early days of network television. The genre rose to prominence in the 1990s. Most of the sitcoms, they find a target with the audiences of African-Americans or some subleps of that population. Pretty much, when you think of black sitcoms, you think of an almost, you think of an almost African-American black cast, predominantly reaching out to the masses of what 
of what population they're they're pretty much uh, they're going to objectify to, which is of course the uh, which is of course the African American market. But they usually find a wider audience that pretty much you could say the white the white audience also. Now, once you find your target audience, that's when pretty much it goes into transition. So, based on that, based on that, let's let's get started. Now, for all you guys that don't know, we've dealt okay before streaming services like Hulu, Netflix, Tubi, Amazon, and the list goes on, and even before cable television, that's the TBS's, the TNTs, the Disney's, the Nickelodeons, we had regular channels. Now let's start with the three. With the three, you're probably not familiar with them, but let me run this down to you. Okay, we've had the American Broadcasting Company, the National Broadcasting Company. Columbia Broadcasting, oh, oh, sorry, Columbia Broadcasting Company, as known also as the I Network. So that's CBS, ABC, and NBC. Okay, those are your three basic, basic networks we had back, pretty much predominantly then. So, in nineteen ninety. In 1990, or is it 19... Okay, I'm, I might be lying about this number, but let me see. Okay, in 1987, we pretty much got a new and upcoming station called Fox. Fox 5, W-Y-N-Y, whatever you want to call it at the time, that's what it was, Fox. So after Fox, after Fox Channel 5, we've got channels like... WPIX, PIX, CW. We had Channel 9 from Secaucus, New Jersey. That's WORTV. Then we had My9. And then the Dysfunction, the Dysfunct Network. Dis, yeah, Out of Commission Network, UPN. So, remember now, we had our three main stations. CBS, ABC, and NBC. And then it comes along in the late 80s, Fox. Then after that, you can say around, you could say WPIX has been around too, but we really don't know what it was about until then. But it was around as well. Then you have, then you have Channel 9. Then you have Channel 9, of course. So now you have your five, <laughs> your five stations. So far, right? You have your five stations. That's one, two, three. Yeah, your five stations. So, when we define a black sitcoms, we have to take it way back when. Now, for some, for some of you guys who don't know or not even acquainted with it, let's get started in the 50s, shall we? This is when, this is when you had... Pretty much, you could say, white actors playing black actors and using blackface. These were in minstrels. Minstrels, you can say, were like, they weren't TV shows. They were like movies. 
you could say like movies minstrels if i if i if i if i make a mistake on that you can look that up for me i'm just gonna make sure i got that accurately minstrels which was not television shows but they were like movies and they were dressed up in blackface okay to kind of get the feel of playing a black actor when they were white so a notorious show that most people don't know or some do know uh amos and andy amos and andy for those who do who do not know uh, okay let me make this clear sorry my words okay for those who know or don't know amos and andy before it became a before it became a sitcom it was a radio show it was a radio show amos and andy was a radio show amos and andy pretty much was you can say the slapstick comedy of you can say two guys i guess one one had a bit of common sense and the other one not so much had common sense I'm not too sure. I'm not so sure what they did, but in television, but it being transferred into a TV, a TV sitcom, into a sitcom, you pretty much had two black actors. And they were always, you could say it was it was a comedy show, definitely, because you had one who was always, you you know. Trying to figure out scheming and plotting. And the other one was kind of like, nah, I don't think this is a good idea. Or, you know, it kind of do its catchphrase. Or I wouldn't say catchphrases or stuff like that. But probably would be like, no. And then they would end up pretty much either getting in trouble or not so much. And then there was also another programming. Beulah. Beulah was also a radio show before it came to television as well. So, with these actors and actresses, now, in the sense of Beulah, Beulah pretty much speaks for itself. Beulah is pretty much about, you could say, a maid. A a late, a late, you could say, um, you could say it was about a maid. Pretty much, she was the heart and soul of the family and pretty much the heart and soul of the show. She was replaced on the, she was replaced by three different actors. Now, the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, actresses. Now, the actress I pretty much know, you guys know her. If you go, if you don't know her, Google her up, look her up. I do remember Ethel Waters. I do remember she played Cabin in the Sky. I do remember that. That was with, um, oh my God, her name is on the tip of my freaking tongue. And she played Glinda the Good Witch. I'm going to slap myself for this and I know, oh my God. Her name is on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god. Oh my god. She played Glinda the Good Witch. Oh Lord. Oh my god. I'm gonna slap myself. Her name is Lena. Oh Lord. I'm gonna slap myself. Oh my god. God. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm having a bad case of the bad brains here. Oh my god. Her name is on the tip of my tongue. It's Lena. Lena Horn. See what I'm saying? 
bad. <laughs> bad, don't you? Oh, my God. My brain is the worst. I'm sorry. Yes, Lena Horn. But anyway, back to Ethel Waters. Yes, she was the final the final actress that played on the on the TV show Beulah. Okay? So, this is 1950, you guys. This is first and both shows, I'm not going to lie to you. Both shows were on CBS at the time. Beulah pretty much ran for three seasons and had 87 episodes. As far as Amos and Andy, I really didn't get I really didn't get the other the other the other one for that. So in hindsight, usually with black sitcoms, the time capsule for usually a black sitcom is usually five seasons. Sometimes five seasons can go to a hundred episodes. It can either do yeah, five seasons usually last about 100, 100 episodes. But to be perfectly honest with you, there are some shows that surpass the five seasons mark. And to be honest with you, they surpassed a lot of, there's about three out of a lot of these sitcoms that have surpassed those. And we're talking about going on 11 seasons, nine seasons. 12 seasons three sitcoms have been able to do that and we're talking about over 60 years three sitcoms have been able to surpass that five seasonal mark or we or 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 what i like to say the death mark but i'll tell you about that later on down the line okay so, with that being said, right, with that being said, moving forward into the 60s, now with the revolution shall not be televised, and we've had, um, with with us moving forward into the 60s and you guys I'm not saying I I don't remember too much of the 60s cuz that was just not my era but also transitioning into television it was kind of like a slow pace it was like a slow pace but now you starting to see a little bit more color added into it even though we're still not paid even though we're still not paid the same amount that as our White actors and actresses on TV are supposed to get. But we start to get a little tournamency. Oh, I also forgot to add about Step and Fetch It. I'm not sure if that was a sitcom either. But I've heard of, I've heard about that. I've heard about that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. But also, you know, we had to get our foot in the door some, somehow, some way. And yes, there is another. I wouldn't call this. Sh- I wouldn't call this show a sitcom because it wasn't a laughing factor, but it was something rare that you saw. It was something rare that you saw. This time, this pro- this show had a leading lady, and not only that, a leading lady that was pretty much a single mom, and still a threat to be working with. I mean, she wasn't a maid. 
She wasn't taking care of the of the vittles. She pretty much was a nurse. She pretty much was a nurse. She worked. She came home. She she was a mom. I mean, it was all the good elements. And for that, you usually did not see that. You never saw that on a show. A leading lady, not with her. And it wasn't the fact that she was. It wasn't the fact that she couldn't carry the show by herself. She was doing it for herself. And then on top of that, it wasn't like she was married or anything. And that was made a spectacle of it, too. And in later years, it, you probably know what, 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 what show I'm talking about. I wouldn't call this a comedy. I would call it a dramedy. But it was the first in itself. And, of course, I'm talking about Julia. <laughs> the late and great Diane Carroll. Pretty much, you already know she was the leading lady of that. And if you don't know, and if you don't know too much about Julia, look it up. Definitely. So, as the tide changed, we still were trying to get our foot in the door. We didn't get our foot all the way in the door, but we were there. We were there. We were pretty much either kicking at it, knocking at it, and then we just walk right through. But over the time, but over, but over a pace of time. More sitcoms start to fall in as the years go by. We're talking the 80s, the 90s, but I'll get into all those things too. So, with the start of a sick, with the start of a black sitcom, the formula is, and most people don't understand that, the formula of a black sitcom is what's in this, what's, what's, what. Okay, how can I sound this out? Okay. The formula of a sitcom, you know what you're targeting. You know what your audience is. But how do you make... But how do you target the audience outside of the black spectrum? And what channel you want that sitcom to appeal... I wouldn't say appeal... But what channel would you want that? What channel would you want that sitcom to be on? And before we even get to that, it's in production about the writers, the actors or actresses. What is this show about? What is it? What is it about? Who is it going to target besides it being just that? You want a mainstream audience. You want something, you want an audience that it captures appeal to no matter what and still maintain and still harvest, if I can say this, it's black essence, if you will. So people will understand that, okay, we cater to this audience, we cater to that audience too, but it's still this type of show. And these are the formulas. And also you need good writers, Good lighting, a soundstage, all of that goes into a sitcom, along with hair, makeup, you know, actors, actresses. Yeah. And of course, you need a good night to tune in to, depending on, depending on the primetime slot. And usually the primetime slot is usually from 8 a.m. I'll say 8 a.m. No, the time slot usually that you want to captify your audience or who you're talking to and reaching would be between 8 
p.m. and 10. And sometimes you can lose your lackluster around the nine o'clock hour. So I would say prime time is eight o'clock. That's what you're trying to seduce into your audience about a sitcom. Now, what other formulas? Formulas is pretty much based on season, based on pickup, based on a pile like backdoor, whatever episodes. Because you have the pilot episode, which is the very beginning. And then you can also maybe make a backdoor pilot for it. If this station doesn't pick it up, you also have to see if another station will pick it up. And also making sure that that show is into syndication. Because nothing's better than syndication. And most of these sitcoms, these black sitcoms, have lots of syndication. Just saying. Nothing's better than syndication. I will tell you that. Especially if your show is off the air years and years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And another station picks up the rights and stuff for your show. Oh, that's bank. Believe me. That is accessible bank. I tell you. Shoot. I wish I was on a sitcom that pretty much went into syndication. What? Mm, I'll be rich. Well, not so rich, but I'll be good, though. <laughs> Just saying. Now, for the streaming services, if they get the right, if they get the rights to the sh- uh, to to a sitcom, a black sitcom, let's see how much the net worth and whether residuals are going to ride on that one. And I think that needs to be looked into just as well. But um. Sorry. <laughs> Braids kind of itch a little bit. But yeah, definitely, definitely the formulas for a sitcom is definitely. Oh, I forgot. An audience. Because remember now, because remember now, with with an audience, you need a laughing track. So again, if you see that these these um, sitcoms are taped on a soundstage or whatever, you need an audience that's able to come in. And have the actors and actresses pretty much, I mean, have the audience sit there. I forgot, a test run. Test run. Yes. Because you're taking this to executives and and other TV writers and other other big wigs who are able to either green light, green light the show for the pilot. Mm-hmm. See? See how I'm talking? <laughs> oh, well, you need a show front runner, executive producer, all that good stuff, too. I forgot to put that in there as well. So, yes. These, you can say, are the formulas for a sitcom. This is the beginning, the formula base. Because you need a base for the sitcom. Especially when you're dealing with... Especially when you're going for the black the black market or the black, or the, or black sitcom. You need this. Because now we're in the stages of beginning. Where you don't see so much. But you're trying to figure out, how can I be able to kick the door down? So other sitcom shows can come on it. How am I able to do whether you be the first, the last, it's always a formula when you're dealing with when you're doing a show. Doesn't matter. There's always a formula when you're doing a show. And you have to have the base set for it, or you have no show. You have to make sure you're able to target target your audience in less than 30 minutes. Depending on the show, if the show is 30 or 60 minutes long. Nowadays, mostly shows are 22 minutes long, thank you to commercials. And you have to pay the bills, as they love to call it. 
So you're trying to reach your audience in less than 22 minutes or less. Just saying. Without the commercial. No pun intended. But, um, yeah. I think we covered. I think. I'm not saying that's all for now. But I think we covered a good chunk. Maybe a good chunk. Maybe a good chunk. This is like the starting point. And we got more to talk about. Definitely. You got more to talk about. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that I am putting this together. It's brick by brick. Like I said, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to give away too much content because I want to keep you guys tuning in to me. But definitely, um, this has been a long time coming with writing a book on this. And I think I wanted to see one, you know. I wanted to see a book based on black sitcoms. That's something I would love to pick up and not put down. And that's something I will also want the truth about also. Because you can be told, eh, this is, this is, that is, that is, no. I want readers like myself and I want people to be able to pick up this book and know something that they did not know. And not even getting it from the people who acted, but just getting a feel for it and saying, oh, okay. So this is me. It's it's coming. All of this information is filtering from my brain, what I remember, what happened, you know, all that good stuff. And I wouldn't mind getting a couple of actors or actresses who can definitely tell their story and put it in their words. Because this is something I'm reading. I'm giving to the audience. You know, they have a right to know. So do I, definitely. But um, anyway, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Until then, stay safe. Later.